I will do what I believe is right. And right now we need to save lives. It's Manitoba Premier Brian Pallister, an emotional press conference that he had yesterday that's getting a lot of headlines, a lot of discussion about it. You just don't often see a politician being that honest with people, I think. Uh, Von Palmer from the Vancouver Sun with us this morning. Von, have you ever seen a press conference quite like that one before? It, it was pretty amazing. And I, the thing that jumped into my mind is how many of the other Canadian premiers are thinking, hey, Brian, when you're done yelling at Manitobans, you want to come to our province and do the same thing and tell people that think this thing isn't real, that they're stupid and smarten up and yeah. put Christmas on hold? I, I, I was actually struck listening to Dr. Bonnie Henry and Adrian Dix yesterday. Uh, I hadn't seen the Pallister thing at that point, but um, Dr. Henry is famous for her patience and calmness. Mm-hmm. Um, on occasion, I've been critical of her for, you know, in my view, not acting quickly enough. But I was really struck yesterday as she was struggling to explain the rules here and why it takes a while to translate the decisions on things from the experts, including her, into legally binding orders has to be run through the lawyers, they have to be written out, they have to be clarified, and sometimes she comes out and tells us, uh, here's the general rule, and then immediately you get this hunt for loopholes, right? Uh, The the classic one is the adult sports rule. She didn't specifically mention curling when Uh she first talked about it. And so immediately curlers go, oh, that's okay. We're we're not included, right? No, she didn't mention caber tossing and high a lie either. (laughs) But that doesn't mean you and your friends can get together for a round of caber tossing this weekend. You know, the spirit of her rules um, is the first thing we should get. And the general idea, which Adrian Dix has put quite well for us, Simi, is if you got any doubt about it, don't do it right now. Like, just don't exactly. do it right now. Um, so I thought, you know, there must be days when, when Dr. Henry <laughs> would like to throw one of her famous shoes at someone. <laughs> just, <laughs> this is what I think I think, spoke for an awful lot of Canadian politicians and public health officers and Frankly, more than a few of us in the news media who struggle to explain to the quibblers and the loophole hunters the basics of the rules. I I particularly was struck by when he said, listen, you may you may dislike me for this. You you may not like me for this. Hopefully a couple years from now you'll at least respect me for what I I did for doing the right thing. I'm the guy who's here to kill Christmas for you, you know? And uh, it does take guts for a politician to do that. Now his you know, his polling numbers are so bad that I suppose he figures he's got nothing to lose, too. But he is speaking frankly, and uh, Premier John Horgan there at the top of the ratings among Canadian premiers. Uh, yeah, he must have a few moments where he goes, yeah, Brian, you're speaking for a lot of No kidding. Well, let's talk about some relief coming uh, for uh, people impacted by COVID-19. We know there's an awful lot of them. Do we expect to hear that when the legislature resumes sitting? Um, yeah, the ledge is sitting next week, and, uh, you know, the Premier said he wasn't trying to buy our votes, but um, he was promising, most of us, because I think it's about 80% of British Columbians are in line for this, $1,000 to families, $500 of economic recovery money for individuals. Uh, the bill 
basically a budget bill that'll be in the House uh, right away next week. I don't think the opposition will oppose it. It's a billion and a half dollars. And, you know, depending on the paperwork, um, particularly if you have already arranged for direct deposit for the federal money that came out, uh, you may well have the check in your bank account before Christmas. Um, That's the big number for the legislature next week and uh yeah i think uh i think uh it's looking pretty good um and as i said although the premier said well it's just for low-income british Columbians." actually according to the original announcement it's about 80 percent of the people in the province qualify this uh there'll be a way to apply for it and uh it'll be clawed back if you really don't uh qualify for it uh they'll be calling it they'll be clawing it back on your taxes uh, next year right okay so there's that coming as well and then the vaccine rollout plan what do we know about this well that was really encouraging yesterday and again i think it's just like you know uh dr henry again i think felt everybody needed to be given something hopeful yesterday and i it was pretty interesting she said that uh, there's this provincial team which will, is getting ready to put, as she's put it, vaccines into arms starting in January. So uh, we should have two vaccines early in the new year. Uh, she estimated 6 million doses for Canadians in the first three months. So if you do the per capita thing, that's probably about 800,000 doses for uh, British Columbia in the first three months. Not everybody's going to qualify obviously, so it'll be prioritized, obvious. Um, She said a couple of other things. She said uh, more vaccines probably and uh, and other brands by April, she thought. Um, She thought a good number of us will be vaccinated by summer. And uh, wow, uh, we hope to have everyone done by September at the earliest end of next year at the latest. So, you know, considering what everyone's been through this year, Mm -hmm. that's pretty hopeful. And if you have to put your caber tossing on (laughs) hold for a few more weeks, I think it's worth it. You sound like you're becoming like me, Vaughn, where it's just the people looking for the loophole. Like we know what we're supposed to do and everybody is just looking for some excuse to get out of it. Yeah, you know, and I, as I said, I th- some of the rules have certainly been confusing, but it is complicated. Uh, I think, you know, well, Dr. Henry herself said the other day that she was surprised by how quickly the second wave broke over us. So, you know, there is some uh, slow action on the part of the authorities. But when you put it all together into the mix, you go, uh, hey, folks. Again, Pallister put it well. He said, if all goes well... We're going to have a lot to celebrate next Christmas. Uh, So let's just handle this one with some prudence and uh, not think about how awful it is that we can't go curling. I know, but I can't even believe some of the numbers, though, when you look at them, like the number of outbreaks in long-term care right now. If you had told me, you know, a few months ago that we'd be at 56, I would have been shocked. Yeah, no, the numbers are really bad. Uh, What, 209 people have died in the past four weeks in British Columbia. The number of active cases in the province have tripled. Uh, over a month, uh, more than half of all of the COVID-19 cases in British Columbia have been recorded and reported in the last month. Uh, what, we've got 10,000 people, their lives on hold because they've been exposed and they're being monitored for symptoms. 
And the long-term care thing is really bad. And, you know, there I think it's a valid concern and criticism that we should have moved to rapid testing in long-term care sooner. I recognize the authorities and the officials are overwhelmed with all the things that need to be done. But on that one, look, you don't want to sound dramatic, but it really is a matter of life and death for people in long-term care. It really is. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.